This is Levy Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, today is a start of a new season of the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. The last one I did was in August, so we had a number of months break over the beginning of the winter, and now we're starting with a new season. In this season, we will be having multiple different interviews with people who will be able to add value to you in your life and in your business in terms of the wisdom that they offer. So we'd be looking out for people who can add value in terms of wisdom and interviewing them. But I'll also be doing a bunch of solo episodes. Now, between the last season and now, I did another podcast, which was called Your First Real Estate Deal Show. And that podcast season has now ended may continue that in the future but for now that has ended and now i'm back to wisdom for business and life podcast i'm really excited to be back here with a new season thank you so much for joining again and i thought i would start off talking about something really personal now this coming week i and my wife shandy are celebrating our 22nd wedding anniversary yes we've been married for 22 years I am 44 years old. I got married when I was 22. Shandy and I have lived on three continents. We started our marriage living in Israel. Um, After about a year, we moved to the United Kingdom, lived there for four years, and then moved to the United States, where we've lived since 2005. Now, even in the United States, we've lived in two states. We lived in Colorado for 14 years, and for the last number of years, we've lived here in Connecticut. We've also changed in other ways. I started off when I met Shandy. I was teaching at a uh, Judaic religious um, institute called the Mayanot Institute for Jewish Studies. I was a rabbi, and uh, I actually had a career as a rabbi at the beginning of our marriage for the first number of years. And now I am a startup founder. I'm a real estate investor, an entrepreneur. And I also have a PhD in psychology. Shaney also has changed her career. She was a teacher and now she is a practicing nurse. She's a registered nurse working in a hospital. So throughout our life uh, in the last 22 years, we have done varied things and we obviously have changed as people uh, and changed careers. And that happens over life. People change. And You know, when you get married, you get married for life and you move and you change, you change careers. And obviously you get more mature, so you also change how you look at things. So I thought that perhaps this episode, I would talk about the secrets to a successful marriage. Because thankfully, uh, you know, we've been married for 22 years and we're very happily married. And and, and that is a wonderful thing. Um, There are... uh, Research which shows that being happily married adds a tremendous amount to one's life. As a matter of fact, it's equal to an increase of a huge amount of additional income in terms of a sense of well-being. So it's incredibly, incredibly valuable to have a happy marriage. And I am very thankful that I have one. So I thought maybe I would share the secrets, the wisdom behind a successful marriage. And as I started to ponder that and think and jot some things down about what I might share with you, I realized that I actually don't have much to share at all because I don't have the secrets to a successful marriage. 
uh, when I think about it, I just realize that I am incredibly grateful and incredibly thankful for the fact that, you know, I, 22 years ago, I got married to my wife. I'm not sure how much I contributed to the fact that I have a happy marriage. I am married to a very, very amazing, wonderful person. And that is really the sum total of it. Had I been married to somebody else, I probably would not be anywhere near as happy as I am. And it is probably, uh, I think, entirely the fact that I married this wonderful person that allows me to have such a happy marriage. So what's the secret there? The secret, I guess, find someone who's amazing. I mean, that should be obvious. So that's not really much of a secret at all. So I don't have much more to share than that. Marry someone amazing. But what if you end up marrying someone who's not as amazing? Then what do you do? I have no clue. I really can't help you there. I don't know. So all I can do is feel tremendous gratitude for the fact that I married who I married. And therefore, I thought that it's best to talk about gratitude. Gratitude is something which is incredibly valuable to have in one's life. And I have it in spades. I have a lot of gratitude for a tr lot of things. I'm grateful, first and foremost, to my wife, grateful to my creator. I am grateful to my children. I'm grateful to my friends, grateful to my investors. I'm grateful to my clients. I'm grateful to my community. I'm grateful to everybody in my life. But where does that gratitude come from? What is gratitude and where does it come from? Well, I would say that my upbringing and my tradition, um, the Jewish tradition, there's a very strong tradition of gratefulness. And actually, uh, religious and Orthodox Jews will say every single morning a bunch of blessings in which they express their gratitude. And also, as a psychologist, I understand the value of gratitude and how important it is. And also, just saying thank you to people is tremendously valuable. But I want to talk about it, what gratitude is and where it comes from and what causes it and what the opposite of gratitude is and how that impacts one's life and the wisdom inherent in gratitude. Gratitude is a feeling that one has. And it's very difficult to put into words what a feeling is. You either feel it or you don't feel it. I can tell you where it comes from, though. When one has one's heart open and one feels gratitude, it's unmistakable. One knows it. One's heart is full. Full because of the kindness which has been bestowed upon us by others. Whether that's the universe, whether that's God, whether that's one's friends, one's family, one's community. One feels one heart, one's heart is full with gratitude. Now, where does it come from? It comes from the idea that other people have done something for me which I may not have deserved on my own. Therefore, one is grateful. The opposite of that is ingratitude. A person who doesn't have gratitude is called an ingrate. An ingrate is someone who feels they deserve everything. It's a type of entitlement that I'm entitled to that. That which you've given me is not because you're kind. It's not because somehow I feel grateful to you, but I deserve that anyway. And therefore, the fact that you gave it to me, well, I deserve that. I don't need to say thank you to you for it because kind of I deserve that. I worked for it. It's all me. It's not you. You were meant to give that to me. 
The universe is supposed to give me these things. You hear it the whole time. I deserve this. I deserve that. I hear people say, I'm deserving of love. I deserve a good person in my life. I deserve a good and high paying job. I deserve to be able to own my own home. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. And when you come from a sense of I deserve, you're actually coming from a place of ingratefulness, ingratitude. You're an ingrate because if you deserved it, why should you say thank you? Why should you feel gratitude if you deserved it? You deserve that. You worked for it. It's yours. So <laughs> you, why should you feel a sense of gratitude if you deserve it? So the opposite of gratitude is ingratitude. And that is when someone comes from a perspective of I deserve it. It's all me. And therefore, why should I feel grateful? Why should I say thank you? Whereas gratitude comes from a place where perhaps I don't deserve it. It was given to me as a gift and I'm grateful for it. What? Let's think about a marriage, for example. If you think, wow, I am such a great guy. I am so amazing and therefore I deserve this other amazing person. Why would you feel grateful for that person in your life? You wouldn't. You deserve it. Actually, maybe they should feel grateful for having you. Well, perhaps they should. And therefore, why feel gratitude towards it? And if that's the case, you don't feel gratitude toward the whole relationship. And, you know, the person doesn't feel that you're grateful. So you know, that might be negative to a marriage. I imagine it would be if the person doesn't feel that you appreciate them and you're grateful for them in your life. Then, um, you know, maybe that would have a negative impact. But the feeling of gratitude is one that I didn't necessarily deserve this. But it was given to me, bestowed upon me, and therefore I am grateful for it. And that comes from a certain amount of humility, which leads me to the connection between gratitude and humility and ingratitude and arrogance. Now, what does humility actually mean? Well, let's say what humility doesn't mean. Humility does not mean that I am not realistic about my talents and abilities and about who I am. One can be very realistic about one being very talented and having a tremendous ability. One can have be realistic about one's strengths and also be humble. Because what it says is, is that those strengths that I have are not because I am so great, but rather they were, again, bestowed upon me. I'm grateful to have them somehow the universe smiled upon me, God smiled upon me, I won the genetic lottery, whatever you want to call it, and therefore I'm predisposed to having the abilities that I have. And therefore I'm grateful to have somehow won that lottery and I have those things. Again, it's not because of me. It's not all about me, me, me. I didn't work in it. Whether it whereas an arrogant person, they don't recognize that at all. They don't recognize the fact that this was bestowed upon me. They think it's all them. They worked for it. They worked hard for it. By the virtue of the fact that they're American, they deserve it. The fact, etc., etc. It's all them. They don't see the other. They don't see the fact that it was given to them. And that is arrogance. And when you have the arrogant perspective and disposition, you're much more likely to not feel grateful and you'll be an ingrate. No one really likes to hang around with ingrates because it's all about them all the time. And they're very unlikely to say thank you to you for any kind of effort you put in to help them. So that's the relationship between arrogance and ingratitude 
and humility and gratitude. One other thing to say about humility, and that is it doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be trampled on by others. Humility means that you're just realistic about the fact that any good that has come to you or that you've been able to achieve is not simply a result of your own efforts. It's also a result of gifts that were given to you. And you might even say that if someone else had been given the same gifts, they might have done even more with them than you've been able to do with them. In other words, you recognize that the limitations that you have are yours and the greatness that you have are gifts and the result of gifts from others, whether it's, again, the genetic lottery, whether it's from God, whether it's from your parents, whether it's from your upbringing, whichever way you want to look at it, your social circumstances, you recognize that these were gifts that were given to you and anything good you did with it was a result of the gifts and anything negative that happened, the deficiencies, perhaps a result of your own deficiencies. That's a kind of humility, but that doesn't mean you don't stand up for yourself. That doesn't mean that you don't um, think of yourself positively. It doesn't mean that you're not realistic about your own talents, abilities, etc. Arrogance is the exact opposite of that. It's that they think that all of the deficiencies that they have were caused by other people and all the greatness, that's all theirs. We've all met people like this. Every single thing that goes wrong in their life, they've got someone to blame about it. It's the opposite of the grateful person who everything right that goes on their life, they have someone to blame for, someone to be grateful to. Someone who's arrogant, the ingrate, they Everything positive, it's all them. Everything negative, that's all others. And they've got a long list, constantly and consistently, of all the people who've done them wrong. All the people who somehow have caused them to have negative things in their life. And they are angry at those people. Very angry. All the good things, nah, it's nothing to do with anyone else. That's all them. That's a tremendous arrogance. And it leads to ingratitude. So I want to talk about also like the positive aspects of having gratitude. The positive aspects, well, psychology is replete with this. You know, it's correlated and strongly associated with a lot of positive things such as, you know, happiness, fulfillment, thriving, and success in relationships, success with uh, intimate relationships, but also success with other kinds of relationships and in the community and success in business. Whereas people who are lack gratitude, they're much more likely to be depressed. They're more likely to have negative relationships. They're more likely to fall into things like drug and alcohol abuse. So it really is a good thing to have gratitude. So I have a tremendous amount of gratitude, as I've said. And uh, specifically, when I think about 22 years of marriage, I have tremendous gratitude towards my wife. Huge gratitude for the fact that she was willing to marry me 22 years ago. Um, I, do I think that I'm deserving of it? No, I do not. Uh, do I think I'm a pretty good guy? Yeah, I do, I think. But that doesn't mean that I was. I feel deserving of uh, someone of the caliber of my wife. And I'm just grateful that she decided at some point, for whatever reason, to uh, walk down life's path with me by her side. And for that, I am tremendously grateful, as I am tremendously grateful for all the other positive things that have happened to me 
in my life. Errors and omissions I take responsibility for. So as we come to the end of this first episode of the new season of Wisdom for Business and Life podcast, it leaves me to say thank you to you, my audience, for listening. I'm grateful that you have given me an opportunity to potentially have some positive impact on your life and your business. I hope that it does have that positive impact. I'm also grateful for a new year, for 2023. These are new beginnings. We can renew our focus. New is always good. This is the first year of the rest of my life, and it's the first year of the rest of your lives. And think about it that way. It's a new beginning. Start again. Refocus one's energy on creating new and positive and good things for humanity and for others. And renew one's sense of gratitude to what we have in life. I don't care how bad it is. There's always, unfortunately, someone who has it worse. There's, In other words, there's always something to be grateful for. So wherever you are in life, you shouldn't think, oh, wow, someone else has more than me. Rather, just be grateful for what you have. As it says in Ethics of the Fathers, he who is wealthy is someone who is happy with their lot and grateful, therefore, for one's lot. And so be grateful. Be happy. Be grateful for a new year. Be grateful for your friends. Be grateful for your family. Be grateful for what you have in life. I'm telling you, living a life of gratitude is wonderful. And I wish you a very happy new year. So until next time, this is Levy Brackman with the first episode of the new season of the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast.